TED Audio Collective. Okay, so the first thing I'm, I'm totally guilty of was reacting to the headline right away. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. click, click, click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, and welcome back to Conversations with People Who Hate Me, the show where I use negative online comments as a starting point for offline conversations. I'm your host, Dylan Marin. This is the last episode of the year. We'll be returning in early 2019 with season three, but I wanted to take a moment to thank you all for tuning in and spreading the word about the show. It's been a big year. We won a Webby Award, Apple Podcasts named it one of the best podcasts of 2018, I gave a TED Talk about why I created it, and sharing this for the first time officially on the podcast, I just got a book deal to write about all that I've learned and I'm still learning from making this show. There's no release date yet, but I promise to let you know as soon as I have one. It's been a great year, and I'm so thankful to all of you for your support. I have one humble request. If you like this show, I would love it if you rated us five stars. Ratings really help new audience members find the show and trust that it's one that other people like. All right, let's get on with it. Let's get to the show. This is a very special holiday episode where I'll be connecting two strangers who crossed paths online over a topic some of us may already be aware of, while others might not be. The divide between saying happy holidays or Merry Christmas. Lux Alptrom is a writer who recently penned an op-ed that discussed what it's like to not celebrate Christmas in what she calls a, quote, inescapable weeks-long period of compulsory celebration for nearly everyone. End quote. Lux's article was tweeted out, and a stranger named Jeremy came across it and commented, FFS, really, which stands for, for fuck's sake, really, there are many of us, actually a majority, who love this time of year. So first, I'll speak to Lux, then to Jeremy, and then I will connect them to each other. Now, before I do, I just wanted to say, happy whatever it is you do or do not celebrate. I know that some people love the holidays, and for others, it can be a really, really isolating and complicated time. To those in the second camp, I get it. I've been there, and I totally understand. Do something great for yourself this holiday season. Okay, that is it. Here is Lux. Hi, Lux. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. Oh my God. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. So Lux, before we begin, tell me about you. And I'm looking for the like quick opening of Wikipedia entry about you. Not the huge biography. Just give me the like juicy what would fit in a social media 
biography details. Absolutely. Uh, so I am a freelance writer and most recently the author of the book, Faking It, The Lies <laughs> Women Tell About Sex and the Truths They Reveal. For the purpose of this conversation, I am also a Jewish woman. Great. Congratulations. Thank you. How exciting. So what we are here to discuss is that you recently wrote a piece called A War on Christmas, Jews Who Leave the House in December Would Beg to Differ. And you open, your opening line is, I have never been a fan of Christmas. Yes. So give me the like abstract. Give me give me the little, the little teaser of why you wrote this. Yeah. So first of all, the standard disclaimer all writers have to give is that we don't pick the headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that one's super inaccurate, uh, but it, it was not, it would not have been what I had, what I would have picked if I were... Summa- ah, summarizing the piece myself. But the the short version is that I'm someone who does not celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I have family who do. I have friends who do. I am very happy for them. But as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, it's really frustrating for me that there's this kind of spirit of mandatory celebration. Mm-hmm. And that there is... Not just people celebrating it, which is great, and mm-hmm. I'm happy for them, but this sense that everybody has to participate or it it lessens other people's mm. uh, celebration. And mm. it's just something where, you know, that offices have Christmas parties mm-hmm. or it's like a holiday party, but it's really a Christmas party mm-hmm. um, that you get – just a, there's just this assumption that you are celebrating that if you aren't celebrating – there's some bad reason or it means something bad about you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just wanted to say that that can be really hard that can be really harmful mm-hmm. and that especially in a time when reactionary conservatism is on the rise and a lot of people who are religious minorities feel very scared for mm-hmm. very legitimate reasons, it can feel really alienating and it can feel like this reminder mm-hmm. that we're not seen as equals. Mm-hmm. In one tweet response to this article being shared, there was a man named Jeremy who tweeted, FFS, really, for fuck's sake, really, there are many of us, actually a majority, who love this time of year. I personally don't celebrate for religious reasons, but more for the feeling of the season and bringing together of friends and family. Merry Christmas to you. So how does it feel to receive a tweet like this? I mean, for me... It doesn't upset me. Um, It more just feels like, oh, you're proving my point. Mm -hmm. That somebody saying, I I opt out of this and I would prefer to not be included, makes other people defensive about their own Mm -hmm. uh, celebration and makes them have to justify why they celebrate, Mm -hmm. which I find very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it for me, when I get a comment like that, or the even more angry comments mm-hmm. that I receive from other people, it just feels like, oh, okay, this is exactly what I thought would happen. Mm-hmm. And you're reinforcing the whole reason why I wrote the article in the first place. Hmm. So what is your perception of Jeremy? I know you don't know each other, but we form perceptions of the people we scroll past immediately. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is your perception of Jeremy now? I mean, my perception, I know that he identifies as a proud conservative, Mm -hmm. which that's that more than the comment is Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, oh, is he going to be angry? Is he going to be Mm. 
yeah, difficult just because um, people who identify as conservative mm-hmm. often are more difficult. But I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on the comment alone, I just feel like he is one of many – he is like many other people who I consider secular Christians who – Maybe didn't read past the headline, just see it as something about Jesus, and are like, no, but this is, it's fine. I'm not Christian, and I still do this. How do you feel about talking to him? I am a little anxious. Really? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, I know people in the show are often, like, very, very nice, but I I often feel like people assume, people come into a conversation like this assuming that I am, like, really angry and mm-hmm. going to, like, yell at them if they say Merry Christmas, and... You know, it's just a lot of, like, weight mm-hmm. and, like, and anxiety. And also, there's part of me that's like, what if he is just really, really angry and starts saying anti-Semitic things? Which I don't think is going to happen. But that's your fear. But that is, like, the kind of thing, yeah, yeah. that it could devolve and get very ugly. That's your fear based on past experience. Yeah. Not with Jeremy. Not but with Jeremy with, at all. Yeah. That's my fear based on these conversations. Yeah. That, these, that the holidays are emotional for people. Yeah. And I find... That, as we see with all, like, the discourse around war on Christmas, Mm -hmm. that people often shut down and really don't pay attention to what the variety of experiences around Christmas are. Hmm. Totally. So, with that being said, I'll go talk to Jeremy, and then we'll all get on the phone together. Great. Hello? Oh, hey, is this Jeremy? Yes, it is. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? This is Dylan Marin. Good, how about yourself? I'm good, I'm good. You were working late last night, right? Yeah, okay. yes. are you... yeah, I work at night. Oh, great. So, But you you feel slept, you feel rested, all of those good things. I guess you have your schedule down, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'm good. Okay, great. Uh, my concern was for nothing. I was <laughs> I was just, I was worried about your sleep schedule, but I guess you, you no, know no, how I'm, it goes. No, no, I'm usually up. I got, I got a son I pick up from school and stuff, so I'm oh, usually great. up at a certain time. So you know how, yes, you have the schedule down. Okay, great. So I would love to know, completely separate from any kind of, you know, Twitter disagreement, only on your terms and only as many details as you're comfortable sharing. Tell me about you. What's the kind of like quick bio of Jeremy? So I'm um, 39 years old. Nice. I live in um, Virginia. Okay. Let's see. I was raised in a military family. My mother's a uh, retired Navy. Um, my father spent time in the Navy. I got two kids. Nice. You know, I got a 19 uh, year old that goes to college. He's in college now. And I got oh, a 17 year old in his junior year of high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, married. <laughs> I'm a married man. So, oh my god, um, just a family man, overall yeah. family man. Love. Okay, that's great. So, family man, and then I guess a transition to what we're here to talk about. Uh, you also appreciate the holiday time. I love the holiday time. Yeah. I'm like a kid. Yeah. I'm a 39 year old kid. <laughs> good, and good. And it rubs off on my children. Too. Listen, I think that's a good way to be. I think that's you know spread joy. Um, so this is a good quick transition. And again, we'll be getting into the details of this. But um, the reason we are even on this call is that you and another person, the author of that article, intersected on the internet as so many people often do. You have very different takes. You tweeted in response to an article that was criticizing the oppressive nature of a Christmas climate. What set you off about that? Um, it's just I feel like not only I, I'm going to go with I'm going to because we're talking about Christmas in general. Mm-hmm. 
but I just feel like there's an attack on so many values hmm. in today's day and age. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with our current political environment. Mm-hmm. However, I just, not everything is religion based. Not everybody sees it as religion based. Mm-hmm. I, I guess as a whole for me, the, the country, the, the values that the country was founded on and, I just feel like everything's offensive now, and everything mm. is a problem to somebody. Hmm. And it's probably been that way, but now we have platforms to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just so it just kind of set me off. It's like you know what? It's it's not about the oppressive nature and the religion about Christmas. I do it because I love it. I'm not mm-hmm. a religious person by mm-hmm. no means. I have my own values, mm-hmm. but it's not about that. It's just about the time of the year and, and mm-hmm. the being with family and stuff. So I don't know. I just feel like everything is always. I think we get bombarded with the constant fees that were offered through social media now. So we see these things and we have a platform to discuss it. And it just, it just really set it off. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why when you contacted, I was really intrigued to hear her point of view, mm. you know, yeah. from her, her yeah. voice herself. Yeah. No, so, but and that's why I just feel like there's always an attack on, just, yeah. I guess what I feel is our values. Maybe those same values might not apply to everyone else. So when you pass this on Twitter, right, we, if I were to just pass your account, I would make a fleeting judgment of you. You'd make a fleeting judgment of me. And I'm not saying specifically you, specifically me. I'm just saying we make judgments of each other and we have perceptions of each other, right? Yes. So without knowing her at all, what is your perception of the author of this piece? Um, just to be blunt and candid, mm-hmm. and again, I don't know her, yeah. but when I read something like that, I think of a, God, I hate to say it like this, but just a bleeding heart liberal. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Bleeding of. heart liberal. I think if anybody goes on, on my Twitter page, you can see I'm a proud conservative. It's your Twitter bold. banner, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a far right by no means, mm-hmm. but I lean right. I, I have more centrist, but lean right. Mm-hmm. But I just, that's what I see is every time I see somebody criticize our values, the first thing I think of is, oh God, here we go again. Mm-hmm. We're offending someone. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I'm in an area that's very uh, conservative. So, you know, I, I don't, I react a lot of times on emotion mm-hmm. and sometimes it's until I, that's why I welcome this opportunity. I'd like to hear it because I'm very open-minded at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So, you know, that's what, as far as I, as soon as I read that, I was like, here we go. Somebody else offended by something. We've got to complain about something. Mm. So that was the first thing that came to mind. And that's kind of why I started that whole tweet with FFX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For fuck's sake. Right. Um, I think the beauty of this show is that we will have an ability to, like, move past the tweet. And then you guys will get to talk to each other. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I think that's a great, I think what you're doing is awesome. And, I, oh. and that's why I welcome this. Well, lot. thanks, Jeremy. I, I appreciate it. So you're about to speak to the author of this article. How are you feeling? Um, looking forward to hearing her point of view. I guess the word is... Um, What's it? Um, Eager. I don't want to say excited, but yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a word I can't. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm anticipating. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Um, but at the same time, I'm nervous. Okay, great. Because when somebody challenges my own point of view and my own feelings, I'm, I'll am i be honest. I don't like to look wrong yeah. or you know look closed-minded. So sometimes I'm nervous because not – I guess in, in so many words, it, it would make me look bad. It made me make me look – you know, foolish, just yeah. like, you know, you're only seeing it from your side and I don't want to. Well, Jeremy, I, I think appear. you like, no, you, you just <laughs> nailed exactly what all humans feel and only few have the courage to actually admit to. Like no one likes being wrong. Like just welcome to no. the truth of humanity. No one likes being wrong. I don't like being wrong. You don't like being wrong. So I fully get that. I actually really appreciate that you said that honestly, because like, that's the truth. So, um, any final questions from me? No, no. Um, again, Again, like I said, I'm just, you know, just to kind of reiterate, you know, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Me too.
Hi. Hey, how are you doing? Good. It's nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear yours. I've, I've, I've seen the pictures. I, I won't <laughs> lie. I, I looked you up a little bit on Twitter. So okay, perfect. I, I'm glad to put a uh, voice to the face. Voice to the face. That's um, You know what, Jeremy? That could be the alternate title of this podcast <laughs> is Voice to the Face. Um, so I wanted to, now that we're on the phone... First of all, thank you guys for being here. I love making this show, and when humans actually get to connect with each other on the phone, that's what I love most. So I wanted to kind of go over the ground rules with you both. This episode will only go out if you both feel good about the call. The goal is not to humiliate anyone. The goal is not to be like, well, we trapped you on record, and now (laughs) this is going out. If either of you feel any kind of way, let me know, and it doesn't have to be an episode Judging from the fact that I've had a great experience talking to both of you, I highly doubt that's going to happen. I just want to let you know the power is within both of you. Okay. Um, Other things to tell you... Waiting for this buzzsaw. <laughs> I know it's 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 happening, and and of course, you know what, Jeremy? Of course, it wasn't happening all day, and then it just was like, you know, when I'm gonna start being a buzzsaw is right now. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. So maybe we're just gonna embrace it. Sounds good. Add um, character. I know it does add character. Yeah. That's gonna be the four. I need a release from the buzzsaw. <laughs> I, I need the consent to record the buzzsaw. Then, um, okay, so. Jeremy, Lux, you are on the phone together for the first time. You have previously only intersected on the internet, and you're coming from perhaps different positions on a certain topic. Before we get into the topic we're here to talk about, I would just love for you two to get to know each other, not related to what you interacted about. You, of do you know what I mean? Just about like your lives, your likes, your dislikes, the mundane stuff, anything you want to share, and only the stuff you feel comfortable sharing. Jeremy, let's start with you. Why don't you tell Lux a little about you? Um, let's see. I'm 39 year old uh, family man. Yeah, I've got two children. One's in college. And the other one is 17 in his junior year of high school, married, happily married. I consider myself to be, you know, not to get into politics, but a conservative type person, mm-hmm. more central, but lean right a little bit. Um, you know, that's that's about the gist of me in a nutshell overall. And what what kind of stuff do you do for fun? Hobbies? What's like a perfect day off for you? Um, relaxing, watching football or, um, my son, my youngest boy plays a lot. He plays ice hockey. Oh, nice. so I really enjoy going to see him play ice hockey and that's every weekend. And then, uh, playing golf when it's warm. I do oh, like to play some golf. Fancy. So that, that's, that's about the messing with my truck, cleaning the car, cleaning the house. <laughs> I, I always try to keep myself busy with to do yeah. lists around the house. Listen, I totally so, get it. And my wife and I have like... Our roles are reversed at home. So oh, great, great. She's very mechanically inclined, and I'm the the cleaner. The Everything has to be perfect. The laundry needs to be done and Wonderful. cook. And so we catch a lot of... We, get, we catch a lot of hell for that sometimes because <laughs> we're so just totally different on that aspect. Uh-huh. So we're not your common right. husband and wife. Great. There. You're subverting <laughs> expectations. I love it, Jeremy. Um, okay, that's wonderful. So Lux, handing it over to you. Take it away. Let's hear the biography of Lux. Yeah. Um, uh, my name is Lux. I am 36, and I have lived in New York for almost 20 years now. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I moved here to go to Columbia. Nice. I am a writer. I'm a freelance writer, which means I spend a lot of time at home with mm-hmm. my cat. Uh, <laughs> Good. 
And I, I, in a, I've done a lot of different things, uh, but most of my career has been related to sex education in some capacity. I've worked with teenagers. I've written about the adult industry. Um, and currently, in addition to writing uh, about, often about sex and feminism and all of that, I also, what I'm very excited about, I started volunteering um, as a volunteer advocate for sexual assault and domestic violence victims. So when somebody, when I'm on shift, if somebody gets called into the emergency department, I get called in to show up and just show that person support and be a person for them in their time of crisis to just be there and give them whatever they need. Well, amazing. And, and same question I asked Jeremy uh, is hobbies, the mundane stuff, likes, dislikes. What does an ideal day off look like? Yeah. Um, I really like cooking, Great. which always feels like a weird hobby to say because I'm just like, you just have to do it to eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like cooking. I like reading. I like going to the movies and mm -hmm. taking in culture. Okay. So that is great. So let's kind of kick it off. Lux, you wrote a piece which the person who titled this piece is not you, but, yes. but it's an editor who titled it. But let's just talk about how it was tweeted out. So the copy for the tweet says, A war on Christmas? Jews who leave the house in December would beg to differ, writes Lux Alptrom. Liberals can be just as bad as their conservative counterparts when it comes to enforcing an oppressive Christmas climate. And you opened this article with... I have never been a fan of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> um, great. That is wonderful. So you confirm that that is you, in fact. That is that is me. I confirm wonderful. That, I did, that I did open with that uh, divisive statement. Okay, great. So give us the why, the why you wrote that. So I'm Jewish. I don't celebrate Christmas personally, although I do have many friends and family who do, and I'm very happy for them. And every time it gets to be December, and sometimes even earlier than December, I find that everywhere I go, there's this expectation that I celebrate Christmas. Um, and there's Christmas music everywhere. There are, if in offices, there are Christmas parties, or sometimes they're called holiday parties, but they are pretty Christmas heavy. And I don't begrudge people their right to personally celebrate this holiday or find meaning or joy in it, but it is really isolating at this time to sort of feel like everyone expects you to participate or that if you don't participate, you're sort of shut out of the fun. And what really what really drove me to write that piece, aside from getting asked to write it by the <laughs> editor, uh, is that if I say I don't want to celebrate Christmas or Christmas is not for me, or if I make a joke about being a one-woman war on Christmas, which is always a joke, what I tend to get is people explaining why I should participate in Christmas mm -hmm. or why it's fun or why it's not religious and therefore it's okay even though I'm Jewish and I don't ever really feel heard mm. as to why it's not for me and why it can be kind of isolating at this time of year. Yeah. Great. So that's a that's a great explanation of why you wrote it. Um, Jeremy, you tweeted in response to the article, uh, for fuck's sake, really, there are many of us, actually a majority, who love this time of year. I, I personally don't celebrate for religious reasons, but more for the feeling of the season and the bringing together of friends and family. And you ended it in a lovely little way. Merry Christmas to you. So Jeremy, why did you say that in a tweet? Okay, so the first thing I'm, I'm totally guilty of was reacting to the headline right away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Stay right there. 
We'll be right back. Before we continue, I just want to say thanks for being here. Also, you can be on this show too. Has someone said something negative about you online, or maybe you've said something negative about someone else? Either way, after this episode is over, go to www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com where you can fill out a guest form. And if you don't want to be on this show, that is totally cool. I appreciate you just the same. Maybe consider telling a friend about this show. Word of mouth has brought this podcast around the world, so your recommendation goes a long way. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Okay, so the first thing I'm, I'm totally guilty of was reacting to the headline right away. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I, I did that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I did dig. I read the article shortly after. Mm-hmm. Um, I had wrote the tweet, and then I actually re- reread the article um, yesterday after you and I spoke, just to mm-hmm. re yeah, just you know, to refresh. bring it back to yeah. the front of mm-hmm. my mind, just to refresh myself. So. Right away, um, all I was thinking was, here we go again. Here's, and I, I think I used this yesterday. I said, here's another liberal who's trying to shoot down Christmas because of, for religious reasons, because we have to be in this politically correct environment and be accepting of all religions. The first thing I thought of was, let's shut down everything that's Christian, white, white, conservative, whatever you want to call it, that supposedly the country was founded on, um, was right there in front of me. And so I reacted to it without reading into it more. So I was just thinking, Right, I was like, here we go with the war on Christmas, and not everybody celebrates it from the standpoint of religious reasons. But I did like something, Lux, that you said, and, and it made me think right away in your opening statement was isolation. Mm. And you're, you kept saying you were isolated, and because I, I, I try to be an empathetic person, that, that made me think right away. I was like, wow, I couldn't even imagine all this happening around us and feeling isolated mm. because it's supposed to be a happy time of year. And right away, I'm starting just by you using that word triggered me to say, well, maybe it's not a happy time of year for everyone else. Mm. So I reacted to the opening or to the headline yeah. initially just reacted right away. And that's where the for fuck's sake flew out of me, <laughs> which <laughs> was probably not the, which was probably not the appropriate way to do it. But, but and I was actually hopeful that, Lux would engage in conversation with me. Oh, yeah. Great. And now here we are. So it, it all came true. Also, Jeremy, reading the headline of an article and then instinctively responding is, I believe, part of the Bill of Rights of the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, we all do it. Yeah. Let's not even pretend you're the only one who does it. I am going to own up to it. I have done it, Jeremy. Like, I'm, I just want to come clean with you. I hate to break it to you. You did not invent that, so you're in good company. Um, but I'm glad I don't have to claim that. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, it's not copyrighted to Jeremy. So we're talking about isolation. Lux, expand on that a little. Yeah, so I also I want to give a fuller uh, a fuller history of my relationship with Christmas. Love. Um, So I mentioned this in the piece, so you may already be aware, but although I am Jewish, my mother, who is also Jewish, was raised Catholic. So I have a number of Catholic family members. Uh, My mother's parents were Catholic. Um, My grandfather died when I was a kid, but my grandmother was around until about two, three years ago. She passed about three years ago. Um, and so when she was 96, so she was around for most of my life. Um, and Christmas was important to her and I spent most of my Christmases with her. Mm -hmm. So I, even though I am Jewish and at my home, there has never been a Christmas tree and Christmas has never been, uh, my thing. It is something that I have participated in for my grandmother and for my family. And I'm, I understand the joy that it brings people. And it just, it's not, 
for whatever reason, like maybe just because of how tight, strongly I personally identify with Judaism, it's just not my holiday. But I, I do understand, like I know what it brought for my grandmother and I know that my sister has chosen to celebrate it because it's meaningful for her and for, because her husband grew up with it. And so I don't, I don't begrudge any of that, but I do, I do feel very, I do feel very frustrated again and isolated when I try to say something like, this is not really a holiday for me. And it's, it's a lot. And and instead of feeling heard, mm-hmm. what I hear um, is people explaining why they celebrate it, and mm-hmm. people saying like, "Oh, but it's it's pagan. Like it's really it started as a pagan thing. It's not about Christ." And that's fine for people for whom that mm-hmm. resonates. But I'm not pagan either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's like, oh, it's it's Yule, but I'm not only am I not German, but my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. So that's equally mm-hmm. not a compelling argument yeah. for me. Um, and just really the, the strongest thing I can say about isolation is that if you grow up in this country, you cannot escape Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. And so many Christmas specials are built on this idea that anybody who doesn't like Christmas is a bad person mm-hmm. and is missing out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a one Scrooge or a yeah, Grinch. right, exactly. <laughs> exactly, a Scrooge or a Grinch. Mm-hmm. And it 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 just never really seems to occur to people that it is fun, it is great, it's meaningful to a lot of people, but it's not for everyone. And demonizing people for whom it it, it just doesn't resonate in the same way can just feel really hurtful. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Jeremy, what brings you? the joy of Christmas? Um, I, a lot of it is just the season. Like I said, a 39 year old kid, I, I decorate my house. I <laughs> love the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Christmas music and Lux, I'm that guy at work that blares at his desk. Oh. <laughs> 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 just from your piece. Yeah. But no, I, I just love the Christmas music and, and my kids are off school and I get to see my family and my mom has this big breakfast every Christmas morning and every Christmas Eve, we go to my father's house and he smokes something on the smoker all day. And then we all, my brothers and myself and family, we all have drinks and we eat dinner and then we all come back the next morning and eat a big breakfast. So it's, it's just, I think it's the tradition of it all. Mm-hmm. And it's just the excitement. And, and, and I'm not gonna lie, I like getting presents. I'm like a little kid. I could, <laughs> I could on Christmas Eve not fall asleep. Uh-huh. Still to this day, I'm like, I wonder what I'm getting. Right, so, I mean, right. it, it sounds really funny, but no, no, how no. I feel and I, I get, get really excited about it. But I never think about it from a religious standpoint. I never go to church or anything like that. I just think about it's Christmas. It's that time of year. It's it's my favorite time of year. Between November and December is my favorite time of year. And I love the cold weather and the snow and everything that's just kind of associated with it. So that's that's where I get from it. That's what the joy brings me. It it yeah. feels like everybody, as fake as it may seem, <laughs> it feels like everybody's being nice. Mm. You know, that's the one time of year people are humans to one another, it feels like. I like the good in people that start coming out. Hmm. Yeah, no, so it's it's funny because I'm hearing you talk about the celebration, and I love Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like, Thanksgiving is the celebration that, like, brings out those feelings for me, or sometimes Passover, um, because I these are, for me, holidays slash family celebrations where I love the food, I get to spend time with my family, I really like the traditions. Um, so I get it. But I also know that, you know, people who are native uh, often don't like it because of the whole pilgrim story and because it's connected to painful history. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, for me, I, I'm i not going to say, oh, I can't celebrate it or I can't take my joy. But I feel like 
on my end, it feels important to say like, oh, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And there's room for different seasons and there's room for different celebrations that all of us can partake in that are meaningful for us individually. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take Christmas away from people. I just don't want Christmas to be thrust onto everybody all the time. Yeah. Jeremy, do you have uh, do you have a response to that? No, I, I mean, I actually, and I, I hope this still makes your show okay because I, I tend to seem like I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, I agree with Lux a lot more than no, that's... I probably probably initially showed because <laughs> I think Christmas lacks inclusiveness. Yeah, overall, I think the holidays lacks inclusiveness. I mean, you're correct. It's it's Christmas is so over commercialized and it's all about the money and Cyber Monday and Black Friday, so you get mm-hmm. your deals to get your Christmas presents. So I think. This time of year, everybody, as good as everybody's trying to be, I think we we lack the inclusiveness that I think is missing. Yeah. Um. Even even in my area, I'm a. This is a big big military area I live in, so we have a lot of um, people from a lot of different um, age brackets, um, different parts of the country. You know, so there's a lot of different. It's a very diverse area I live in, but everything's Christmas. Every Christmas, and you sit makes you sit back and wonder, like. How many people are really uncomfortable with this? Yeah. Just because yeah. I'm comfortable, you know, I just don't, I never thought about it like that. So, I mean, it makes sense. Again, like I said, I just read into it so fast that, of course, I was thinking, oh, New York, got to be a liberal, got to <laughs> be just everything. That's, you know, I saw it as soon as I read it. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Well, and I certainly <laughs> am a liberal yeah, in New yeah, York. You, so. are, you are correct, Jeremy. No, 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 I know. <laughs> right. That's fine. Yeah. I actually, and it's, it's funny because I actually, agree with a lot of what you're saying yeah so it's it's you and i probably aren't that much different with thoughts to our thought process maybe but it's you know just but you don't think that when you're reading into a tweet or you're reading an article or a headline right away to be honest i didn't really sit and think about it as much as i have the last two days yeah well i'm glad you so. took time to think about it because I mean, that was why I, I wrote the op-ed, was I wanted people to just think more than I wanted to take Christmas away or to shout at people. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, and I'll be honest, when I reread the article again, and the other uh, the day Dylan called, that was, was Wednesday, I read it, I was sitting in my truck waiting on my son who was in an appointment, and I'm sitting there reading again in the truck, and I'm like, damn, I kind of feel like an ass because <laughs> I'm just going on here and make, make myself look like a fool because... Everything I kind of went after right away is like I actually really taking the time to read the article and and comprehending and taking it within it. I kind of agree with it. <laughs> so now I just look like a bigot or kind of an no. asshole. I don't know. It's hard to, but that's that's how I was thinking about it. It's like yeah. wow. But so you, that made me really apprehensive about it. Yeah, but you came and talked about. I mean, the fact that you were willing to have this conversation that's was huge. already huge. Like and, that's a that's a big big deal because. Jeremy, I just want to be transparent with you. And Lux, I want to be transparent with you too. Like, you know, I contact a lot of people to make episodes for this show. And a lot of people say no. And a lot of people just ignore me right away or or block me automatically. So I really have a lot of respect for people who are willing to be like, hey, I said this thing. And also let's acknowledge the fact that like, the internet, while I don't think the internet is this inherently bad thing, but the internet enables us to make 
an immediate judgment of someone and then publish that judgment <laughs> like to the world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, yeah. It's, 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 it's this kind of wild thing that I don't know how long that that is going to be true for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of fascinating yeah. to me. Um, but, but, and to sum it up, mm-hmm. uh, is, Wow, the buzzsaw is really going, but that's okay. We're embracing it, guys. This is part of it. This is a gift <laughs> right. for this show. Um, so, but to sum it up and do correct me if I'm wrong, it's it's definitely not Christmas that bothers you. It's not Merry Christmas that bothers you. It's just when it is the default. Yeah, it's it's just when it's unconsidered. Yeah. And when it's not, when, when it's said without any... Uh, without any awareness that it's not everybody's holiday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like to go around and tell someone, like, oh, enjoy this holiday that you don't celebrate yeah. without really even thinking about whether or not they celebrate it, I think yeah. is, is that's where, I, yeah, it's it's really I, just about awareness. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think a lot of people would look at us, look at somebody crazy. I know, I, I say Merry Christmas just by default. I would look at somebody crazy if they came up to me and say, "Hey, happy Hanukkah." Hey, happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> right, like, right. What, what made you just think to say that to me? Yeah. So I guess yeah. applying it the other way, it's, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just for transparency. I have was discussing this with my son about this phone call and this conversation mm-hmm. and on the after I picked him up from school and you know I said and and. Dylan, you said to me, what struck you out of the tweet was at the end, I put Merry Christmas. And to be an all honest, just to put it out there, my son said it best. He says, Dad, you were being a smart ass. <laughs> I said, I was. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really was. I, I, and so I did in that tweet when I put it at the end, I said, Merry Christmas. It was just kind of like, he's like, you were being sarcastic. And I said, you know what? You're right. I was. Mm-hmm. So let me let me just lay that out there. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. I love no, the admission. I am, I am familiar with the, like, I'm going to trigger you Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I... I find that that one again. It's about intent. Like I'm like I'm not gonna like burst into flames because somebody says Merry Christmas. But if you're saying it because you want to hurt me, then I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. Yeah, it was childish on my part. I'll <laughs> say that. <laughs> no, that's 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 okay. That's that's kind of where I was. Coming, that's kind of where I come from with it. Sometimes, like yeah. I'm so sick and tired of the attack on. Christmas or what I feel are my values that, you know what, I'm going to say Merry Christmas just out of spite. Mm-hmm. And, and that's sometimes that's what I do. And I, and, and, and exactly like I said, in this case. Yeah. So. I mean, this is, this is not to catch you in anything. It's just, I find it funny that, um, you were, you just said the phrase, sometimes you say Merry Christmas out of spite, which is like, so against the Christmas <laughs> spirit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the Christmas know, spirit. Know, no, no, no. And, 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 and that really wasn't to like blame anything on you. It's just, it's just, I think funny and interesting, but we all have our nuances and we all have our little idiosyncrasies and things we do that contradict that's, the other things the we emotion, do. That's the word. That's the weakness I have with wearing my emotions on my sleeves sometimes no. and, and reacting before I really think about it. I don't I don't think wearing your emotions on your sleeves is a weakness. I think it's it's a cool thing because it's also what's allowing you to be on this call as like a person who is like totally kind and capable of listening. Do you know what I mean? Like that if you're saying that you're wearing your emotions on your sleeves is is a bad thing, I would just have to argue like it's also the cool thing that makes you a nice human being who can be on this call and talk to someone and like embrace nuance. You know what I mean? And tell us the negative side or something that's yeah. just yeah. really off the wall. Um, so 
the first time I spoke to you both, I asked you to name your perceptions of each other. And now I'm curious kind of how those have changed. So you don't need to name what your original perceptions are, but Lux, how has your perception of Jeremy changed? Well, I'm pleasantly surprised uh, to see that you that you are really thoughtful and that you are embracing nuance and you're willing to admit when it's like, oh, that was a knee-jerk reaction. And now that I've thought about it more, I see it differently. And those are all qualities that I think are really important and good in people. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I think you're Thank really you. thoughtful and I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And Jeremy, same question for you. How has your perception of Lux changed? All right, so my first perception, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. I first thought, oh, God, here we go, a bleeding heart liberal. And I actually, you made me think a lot the last few days, actually. And you have made me see another side of it. And it wasn't all about, you know what, I because I hate Christmas. Everybody should be, Christmas should be banned and outlawed. And that's how I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have a very level head and reasonable thing about it. Hey, it's just not your thing. I'm not going to tell everybody else it's not their thing. It's just not your thing. Mm -hmm. You have taken others' feelings into consideration. Instead of making it just about you, you've made it about everyone else. You're just telling how you personally feel about it. Mm -hmm. So um, I, you just, I I had, I anticipated you being open-minded, and which you you really you are open-minded. I just, you see another person's side of it. You you seem to be just as open-minded as I am. And again, like I said. I hope the show is okay for you, Dylan, because I oh. think we agree more than we disagree. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, I, actually, I, I cannot tell you both how actually, how much I love this call because, you know, like I've, as you both know, the title is Conversations with People Who Hate Me, but that's only referring to the way it feels online, yeah. uh, to kind of the animosity yeah. and the way we express it online. But the truth is, like the big secret of this show, and <laughs> anyone who listens to it knows, is like, it's actually a show about love. <laughs> it's like, it's actually this like really loving, gushy, mushy show where like people are like, oh yeah, that's just a human who yeah. was on the other side of the screen. Well, I can tell you that Lux is probably, you probably, this call and you have, you will make me think more. Probably, I, I'm not, and, and I try to stay open-minded, but probably for the rest of, of my life, just as I as I approach things and see things, and when I say things like Merry Christmas, or when I see somebody feel uncomfortable, you'll make me think more about it. So you've changed my perception of it. So you, somebody you don't even know, you just know my voice and what, uh, and it's just a sarcastic ass tweet I sent you ended up turning around possibly on me and might've changed my perception of some things and actually had a positive impact on me as a person. Wow. I mean, that's all any writer wants. So. Yeah. And I'll, all I have to say is like, I can truly not think of a higher compliment, um, Jeremy. So yeah. thank you so much for saying that. Thank um, you. This means yeah. so much. Yeah, no, that's how, that's how I feel. Well, I guess we will leave it here, but are there any final things you two want to say to each other? I just want to say that I really genuinely hope you have a lovely Christmas season and that this holiday is a wonderful one for you. And I and I hope you enjoy the time of year, and I hope that um, you um, – I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. I just – I hope you find – I know you're happy, but I hope that people are more thankful – uh, thoughtful going forward of other people's opinions and feelings. And I hope you see that more. And I think you need to 
continue to have these kind of conversations with people and put out your opinion pieces because, like I said, you changed my viewpoint today and you've impacted me. And I think with that kind of positivity, you could do that with a lot of people. Thank so you. So keep going forward, doing what you're doing, and you're doing a good thing. You both are doing a good thing with your platform, Dylan, that you're providing us today, and less with your opinion pieces. Not everybody's going to agree, but I appreciate you taking the time to hear my side, and I appreciate you giving me the time to hear your side. Thank you so much. Of course, and thank you, thank you, Jeremy, and thank you both so much for doing this. I know this is a big thing. I know that people get really anxious when they come on this show, and they leave not anxious at all. <laughs> so um, I was. I was nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good We both were. Yeah, but now not, so no. that's great. Um, so, well, I guess with that being said, this has been such a pleasure. I will say both happy holidays and Merry Christmas <laughs> to both of you. You too, you too. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess we will all see each other on the internet. All right, looking forward Definitely to it. Will. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Bye, Jeremy. Bye-bye, y'all have a good one. You too. If you'd like to be a guest on this show and take your own online conversation and move it offline, please visit www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com for more information. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Vale Presents. Vincent Cascione is the sound engineer and mixer. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The logo was designed by Rob Wilson. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Adam Cecil, Emily Moeller, and our publicist, Megan Larson. Remember, there's a human on the other side of the screen. Dark times, and it's hard to take it. We're gonna make it through these dark times. Make it through these dark times. Make it through these dark times.